It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Sugar, Silk and Stretch, a unique boxing podcast brought to you exclusively by Ace Podcast Nation. My name is Ben Doughty. My name is Michael Silk Olajide. And I'm Gary Stretch. And collectively, we are delighted to be joined by Latino boxing legend Juan Laporte. How's it going, champ? How you guys doing? We're doing great over here, man. It's such, an, it's such I'm really I'm happy honored. to be able to talk to you. It's been years. And you know what, Michael? Michael? Since, I since I've already interviewed him, I'm going to let you ask the Forum's days were the best. <laughs> oh, man, we were coming up together like in 86. Or I know you had already arrived. You were on the, you were on the stage early. Yeah. Man, like I used to love watching you fight. And, and I remember the first time you came on, this, on the scene, really, I was still in Vancouver, and you knocked out Rocky Lockridge. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and, and I was just, I mean, Rocky Lockridge was huge in the Pacific Northwest. He was a, a very right. established amateur fighter, and he was, you know, a top fighter with um, with uh, Lou Dubas' uh, stable as well. Uh, excellent fighter. He was the professor, and he was coming up, and you came out of nowhere and just, and and was it two second round you knocked him second out? Round. In the second yeah. round. But I, I um, before this even fight happened, I said I was going to knock him out. Wow. Where did that come from? Because he was talking a lot of crappy. He was saying <laughs> he was he was number one, yeah. number one contender, yeah. and he's the best, and all that stuff. And the guy said, oh, Lockridge is going to beat you. I said, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> so I trained, be- I trained really hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you had to, but... Um- what I really admired about you, and you maintained this throughout your whole career, was your ability to, what I like to say, I call it, open your eyes underwater. A lot of fighters, when the heat's on and somebody's pressing them that's, you know, got a good offense, they don't look, they don't see when the punches are coming at them. You never seem to be, like, overly disturbed when punches came at you. So, you know, you're able to dip and come back and place a punch when an opponent is fighting. And that's the kind of, like... That's kind of like a coolness that very few fighters, it's not innate. I mean, it is innate. Maybe it is innate. I mean, uh, did, was that always a part of your 
fight character, well, your fight style? Well, the, the fighting character that I carry on, it, it was always not to be afraid of anybody. Yes. And, and I know that you're going to go in there and you're going to get hit. Yes. But you got to look oh. and yes. see you know, where the punch is coming from. Yeah. So if you get hit with that punch, maybe you could observe the punch better and, yeah. and, and counter punch and, and yes. do stuff like that. Or yeah. move but that was all, always my thing is, is you know, always concentrating on those things. Yeah. And if you hit me hard, I'm going to hit you hard. That's so, it. So, so I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, but I know Gary wants to get in here and Ben too, but I just going to ask you really quick. What was your, um, so, so, I mean, you would answer a punch with a punch. That was your intent. Like you, you threw very high, like high quality punches. None of them seemed to be frivolous at all. It's like when you punched, you punch with the intent to hurt somebody every time. Well, that's what you you have to do because they're gonna they they're gonna do the same to you. They they punch in to try to take you out. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah this is the way you have to um, you have to be you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to the amateurs for a second, one a little bit of trivia I didn't know about you until a couple of hours ago. I believe you beat Arthur McKenzie Jr the referee and the son of the even more legendary referee, legendary referee in the, in the, in the novice golden gloves. Yes. Yes. Um, how was that? It, it, it was a crazy experience for me that, that fight because, um, you know, he was supposed to be the one that to win the gloves or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I always went in there like the same, like I told you, if I'm fighting King Kong, I'm fighting King Kong. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you know, I wish I, I wish um, we could go back to that fight so you can give him a couple extra ones for me because he's oh, yeah, he <laughs> stopped my Barkley fight too early. I always make a point of that. <laughs> what, what yeah. Barkley fight, well, yeah, you know, he was he was kind of nervous at the time, he was you know, he's a beginner, like, yeah, and, um, and he went probably too early, but um, yeah, yeah he had tricks because daddy put yeah. back his arm, yeah. Yeah, dad knew what he was put doing. Put on his arm, and every time I get close to him, I say, what the hell am I smelling? Yeah. <laughs> and then when the fight finished, I realized it was Bengay. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That could have been dangerous. Yeah, but but also for him, because yeah. if I put my glove yeah. on his arm, yeah. and I put him in his face, you know, in his eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's too. But the thing was that, they when when you wipe the the sweat out out you with the gloves, that's when you could get it in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going somewhere. It's, it's a lot of tricks, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, boxing. Well, is well, I, I got to ask you because you're one of the few fighters in your in your era who pretty much fought all the greats. It's right. like you know, the very few fighters fought all of them. You almost fought everyone who and and not. Just the greats, the legends. Yeah. Well, I had a bad manager. Yeah. <laughs> Howie Albert. Howie Albert. Howie. Howie. <laughs> I had a bad manager. That's funny. That is but hilarious. Let, but let, let me ask you, of, of all of them, or even a couple of them, tell me, who, who did you feel in your heart was the best of the that you that you came up against and why? Well, let, let me tell you. Um Salvador Sanchez, it was my first big experience, right? Mm -hmm. It was the biggest fight of my life with only 14 fights in my yeah. career professional. 
And um, the way that I trained for that fight and the way that I learned things from him, because you pick up things, you know, when yeah, as, yeah. As not. And um, I think one of my greatest fights, and even though I, you know, I lost the fight or whatever, but I think one of the greatest fights was, was Salvador Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was incredible. You know, one. Go on. Go on, Gary. What was that? Was the... Yeah, Gary's breaking up. I think Gary's breaking up. Of the opponents you fought, who did you feel was was the best? Out of all the opponents that I fight, that who was been? the best? Go, the best? Sorry, yeah, because Gary's breaking who's, up a bit. I who's believe the best and why? Well, well, um. Jesus Christ! I, I, you know, I fought all the all, all the fucking great fighters. So who yeah. the hell I'm gonna think is the best? I mean, they all didn't do nothing. I mean, because they didn't hurt me. Yeah, yeah. understand? So I don't know. every fight you fought with the greats was close, close fights. But was there any well, of them that you felt was better than the others? The most, the most dif difficult or better than the well, others? Well, I fought a lot I know of guys. You fought Sanchez early in your career. Ten rounds too. That you know they were close fights, and I got, you know, I got kicked them in the butt. But um, the championship fights, you know, Roberto Gomez is one of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he never, you know, he he had tricks. He did a lot of dirty stuff and what, but yes. he won the fight, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what he came for to win the fight. Yeah. I was uh, unfortunate not able. To get off the things that I I needed to get off in, in the yeah. fight because yeah. I overtrained and I couldn't my my hands wouldn't yeah. react to what I was thinking. So yeah. so one tell tell me what is overtraining? Mm -hmm. Can you over describe what overtraining is? When when, when you go you know that you peak at one time when, when on your training, yeah, and and that's where you should stay right there, mm -hmm. right? But yes. I went over because yes. I wanted to beat his butt. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you quickly. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. So, Emil Griffith was your trainer at that point, still, right? Right. And and so he should have obviously an understanding of what going through in that way. Yeah, but was this something that was this something that happened like he didn't see it, or is this something you saw and you both? No, didn't? no. This is all my. It was all my fault. Yeah. Because Emil Griffith was there, right? But yeah. there was Carlos Espada. Right, yeah, yeah. And Carlos. Carlos' father had the voice. Yes. So that next, the, the day before the fight, I went and worked out at 120 degrees weather. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that water and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So then the next day, and you know, you don't eat because you're gonna get weighed in, and the yeah. same day you're gonna fight. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get time to recuperate, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but it, it you know it was just the thing that I couldn't get off. Yeah, really, myself. Yeah. yeah, and all those things make a huge difference in the fight. A lot of people don't understand. It sounds like it's trivial, but it absolutely is not. Uh, anything can take you off the path um, on on your journey to a win or coming in at least giving yourself the best chance and coming in the strongest possible. If you're dehydrated coming in, if you're you know there there are mental things that happen that throw you off your path as well, and it's hard to get back on. But well, interestingly, one you'd actually lost an upset ten round decision to Gerald Hayes, the previous fight to Gomez, I believe. I always remember Ring Magazine making a thing of that because they called him mm -hmm. Fighter of the Month, 
And it was yeah. one of them things more fashionable for, for world champions to fight non-title fights to keep busy in those days. And you dropped the 10-round decision somehow to Gerald Hayes. It was more of right. what they called a club fighter. Let, let me tell you, Gerald Hayes is a club fighter, but he was strong. But he was a happened, good fighter. I remember. I was, I was separating from, you know, manager and trainer and all that. We had a big freaking fallout. Yeah. On, on that, that's Howie, Emil, and you. Howie, the three. It, it, but um, Carlos Espada took him out. Okay, Carlos. Okay. But, you know, he was my the, the first guy that ever trained me and all yeah. that stuff, whatever. And it was it was bothering me because the sense that the shit, you know, the stuff that was going on. And um, I didn't I didn't really train for that fight. I took that fight just to just to take it because I was upset, mm -hmm. and I was. I, was, uh, I, I had to lose weight that day. They mm -hmm. put me in the sauna, you know, in the in the heat room, whatever. And I I went out to fight, and I was sluggish. I was I was tired. And when I decided to fight at the end of the uh, at the end of the fight, I started tagging them a little bit more, but I didn't have it enough, and yeah. I wasted too much time mm -hmm. before you know before I got my energy and tried to do something. Yeah. What do you think? What are some of the things that cause you to hesitate in terms of when you're like, you know, as we get older, as we get more advanced, we do you think you just look for the shot too much? And, and you like when you were younger, you just be able to let your hands go. Oh, not that not at, 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 you know, at the end, like in the, in the career and stuff, you know, of boxing, you got to take things a little, you know, slower and, and try to pick your shots because yeah. you want to uh, secure a good shot. You know, so yeah. it, and it takes a little longer because yeah. you're dating. Yeah, and that alone yeah. changes everything. That alone, yeah. just that little thing changes Absolutely everything. Does. What fight did you have that confirmed your talent in your mind that said, oh, man, I'm here, I'm a king, I'm going to be champ? Like, what fight did you have? It may have been, you know, one of the major ones you had or it could have been a minor one. But what, what made you say, I deserve to be here and I deserve to get well, I deserve to be there after I, I, I fought Salvador Sanchez. Yeah. After I fought Salvador Sanchez, my body, my, my, my body, my mind, my anything, it yeah. grew. So yeah. the fight that I, that I, when I fought with um, Lockridge, yeah, that was a fight that turned everything around. Yes. Then, and yeah. and that's when I felt more that I should be where I, you know where I was looking for. Yeah, Gary. So how did you find uh, there's one fight that I, I never could see you losing and and um and and I still to this day don't know how he beat you but uh, Barry McGuigan well Barry Barry McGuigan I was a, I was in good shape for Barry McGuigan uh, you know I um I was out there they put me out in the ring and I had a way like kind of <coughs> minutes before he came in yeah sorry can you repeat that ben coughed exactly and, when you yeah. said the number. and i was waiting in that ring and when i look up i hate cigarettes there was a cloud smoke of cigarettes it was a whole cloud <laughs> so mad so i i started you know i don't i don't know i just i don't know what i was doing because i was letting him get off you were very I, conservative that night one very what? conservative you were very conservative that night Behind the gloves, you didn't throw a lot of punches. I, I didn't. I didn't because I was um, I was holding back, 
and, and let them throw punches, hit them once in a while and stuff. And also, when I decided to fight back at the end of the fight, I had them hurt seven seconds before the bell rang, and they they called the bell. Ring the freaking bell! And they rang the bell. And Yeah. That's and his that Mickey was, Duff impression. You know that. That's that one is Mickey Duff impression. Do you, do you think you do you think you was a very temperamental fighter? That that your temperament could could win or lose the fight with the, where your head was at. Was that? Do you, do you think that you was a very temperamental fighter? That your where your know. head was emotionally. Were you, were you emotional? Very right. emotional fighter. Did you um, emotional? I don't know. I didn't. Um. Emotional. The only fight I, I, I getting emotional was uh, when I won the the title with um, Mario what, Mario um, Martini, Martinez, Mar yeah, Miranda. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, that was the most. You know, I had things in my head, and and that was an emotional fight for me because uh, I had a lot of things in my head. And one day when I write the book, you guys are gonna read about it. All right. <laughs> You're gonna work on a book, right? Why are you yeah. working on one right now? Working on, yeah. on a book, yeah. And yeah. all, all that out there. Well, <laughs> you know, the, ahead of your vacant title fight, uh, WBC Junior Lightweight title fight, as they, they called it Junior Lightweight back then, against Mario Miranda, you were initially supposed to face Salvador Sanchez in a rematch. Um, right. That was, I think September 15th or something, 1982. 1982. No bad. And obviously, go on, you tell, you tell everybody what happened. Oh. Yeah. Well, um... I was supposed to fight um, Salvador Sanchez. On uh, that day that I signed, they called me, Don King and whatever, and um, they told me uh, I have a fight for you, Salvador Sanchez. Boom, boom, boom. They gave me the contract. I signed the contract. I'm I'm sleeping, and when they wake me up, they told me Salvador Sanchez is dead. What? Oh, you know, Lord, yeah. Started crying because I I was so mad that that he you know he passed away. You're upset because you liked him too, all right? Right, right. Not only that, and I wanted to prove myself. I yeah. wanted, I wanted to prove myself that I could do better on the next fight. Yeah. And you know, the contract said if I beat him, I will have to fight him right, another rematch right after that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a sad thing, you know, but yeah, it really was. Things, you know, that's yeah. the way life is. It was a shock. I remember watching the afternoon. Uh, I was watching the fights, and it came across on, I don't know if it was uh, um, Spanning the Globe. I don't know if it was ABC Wild World of Sports or if it was on NBC. Yeah, it was Wild World of Sports. No, yeah, CBS. Wild, was it CBS? Yeah, okay. Tim Clancy. Clancy and, yeah, yeah. Ryan. What's the yeah. other guy's name? Um, Tim, Tim Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I remember I remember sitting there and I remember they show a uh, gray uh, Mustang Mark One turned over or something, right? It was like uh, silver or gray. No, it was a Porsche. He had, he had it was a Porsche. Uh, no, it wasn't a Porsche. It was a Porsche, a 925. No, it, it was a Mark One. It was a Porsche. It was a 1970 Michael Mustang Mark One or Two. Simon, can you please, if you're watching, listen, hang on a second. Simon, if, you, if you're doing the tech in the background, can you please Google the car in which Salvador Sanchez died in? I feel this is a bit disrespectful. An, an immortal. It, it, it was a uh, 944 or something. Um, uh, Porsche. Really? Um, it was a Porsche. So, okay. And I was, I was with his, um, his doctor. Yeah. You know, and the doctor told me all about it. And people don't even know that when he fought, um, or someone else in Madison Square Garden, yeah, ate, 
eight days before the fight, he had an accident and he had stitches on his head. Nobody no, really, that. really. Wow. Yes. Wow. Crazy. I saw yeah. an article today. Fortunate. You know. Okay. Before the show, but he never listened and he convinced me it was a Mark II. Yeah, that. yeah. See, that's the thing. You're so disingenuous and sneaky because people <laughs> believe you because you look wholesome and, you, and, and because, you know, you got the kind of adversity thing going on. But, listen, guys, I, I, I read an interesting article by uh, Jose Corpes before we come on here. And he was saying that it was very odd that because because Sanchez was already supposed to be in camp for you the rematch, right. and he said he would never break camp to go out driving and and go to a bar. He did that. He did that. He tried to get to the camp, you know, early in the morning, so he was flying. Yeah. Mm. And he wasn't. He was doing something he wasn't supposed to outside. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know about the backstory, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so can we expand on that? Because sometimes I just politely let things go, and then I, I look the show back and think, why didn't I ask more? Because so, what? Why did he break camp after the first day in camp? Then, <laughs> okay, um, the ladies, the ladies. Okay, he went to see a lady, right? He went yeah. to get, go get some, yeah, yeah. And he thought, what? Just what? Just a little bit of, just a bit of TNA, then I'll get back to camp well, and I'm going to take care of Laporte. He tried to. He tried to get ready before you know he starts training. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very costly. Huh? And, and what happened with the accident? How, how did the accident happen? Do you know? Was it? Oh uh, no, he was blind, and he used to just go left and, and and zoom when there was a car behind him. So when he when he did that and got in, it was too late. A truck was coming, and yeah. rear-ended he, him. Yeah, yeah, it decapitated him. No, for real, I didn't know yeah. that. I, I thought yeah. that I thought yeah. the car turned over, but what uh, happened? No. You get thrown from the car. Uh, the the roof from the cop. No, I mean from the car just chopped his head off. Yeah. So he hit the back of a car truck or something, oh, or no, was he head hit off? The hit him. The back. He got rear-ended and then went onto the other side of the road where the oncoming traffic into another big truck. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I mean, he got rear-ended and it pushed him into the other lane. Apparently, so it's silk. When he, put in, he, he, he went to pass the car and he touched the other car and that's when he spinned it and the other one just smashed him. Oh, I see. So he tried, he pulled out into a lane, tried to get back in, got clipped. Yeah. He tried to get back in the lane and went into the wild. Yeah, but he used, to like, he used to like speed. He yeah. had all the cars over there and they, they all were souped up, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. They still have it in this hometown. Um, the other cars that he had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What What is it about Salvador Sanchez? You have, haven't been in the ring with him that you thought, what was the greatest thing? What were some of the greatest attributes about his, uh, I guess, ability more than anything? Salvador Sanchez, he was unbelievable because this guy, I mean, he probably had lungs of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you can't even figure yeah. it out. But he had big lungs. And this guy... Um, he get hit, mm -hmm. and um, he just, you know, observed the punch and stuff yeah. like that. Even when you hurt him, yeah. Because if you see the fight, I don't know what round was it. I think it was seven or eleven. I hit him with an out of, with an uppercut. He, I lift him up from the floor with yeah. an uppercut. Yeah. And I hit him with a left hook, and he was yeah. right away. Yeah. Wow. He just stuck the jab back out there and did his thing <laughs> and moved around. 
Yeah. yeah. You wonder at that point what you're fighting when you fight guys like that. One thing that he used to do that was amazing, which I noticed a lot of um, Mexican fighters do more than any other uh, fighter. And and you had the ability to do that as well. Is they timed when the punch is coming at them, all they do is turn their head. They don't have to move their whole body or rock back or anything. It's just a matter of like just that, taking taking it off, you know. And, and is that something you yourself practiced or – you know, if, if you're in the gym, right? Yeah. And you see that, that little ball you hang and you yeah. throw it, go yeah. like that and like that. You're yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those, those, the things, those, those things help. Yes. And um, and your eyesight, you know, and all that stuff, you you have to work on, on things like that. Yeah, and this is so important. We used to do all of that, you know, and Griffith, you know how, how he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a tough trainer, you know? Yeah. What amazed me with Sanchez, he was very basic, wasn't he, though? You know, he was no flash. Almost looked awkward sometimes. But just so um, oh, no. economical. And so economical and, like, strictly business, you know? It was like he was just so... Um, Deadpan. Deadpan. Like, not... No, it was, and when you consider he was twenty three years old, it was amazing. When he died, it was amazing. He was so mature. Was yes. Yeah, you never looked at him at twenty three. I never realized he was that young. Yeah. I looked at him like he when he fought like he was a thirty year old. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very stoic. Very strong. Very. And perfect. everyone used to say how amazing he was, and I used to say, he "Doesn't look amazing," but then he just beat everybody. You know. Yeah. I thought he did, but I didn't think he looked unimpressive. I thought he looked like a wonderful fighter. I know what you mean, but um. Yeah, like an unusual jab. It was almost like like he almost didn't turn it over. Like you yeah. know, you turn the jab over this way. He almost like did it in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, He didn't turn the jab. He didn't turn a lot. Of, I'm a big proponent of turning your hands over, but hey, it worked for him. You know. Yeah, yeah. they said Camacho did that too yeah. did, with the, with the, with his sample jab, just just to throw it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I when I watched the fight yesterday, I was thinking he's so unimpressive yet so effective. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of times, it doesn't look. Time, yeah, a, a lot of time that it comes doesn't look. Uh, it's the fact Sorry. nobody's ever come across that before. You know what I mean? If you haven't seen it before, you don't know what to do with it. And that that's that's why you see people with some weird styles in boxing. They're, they they throw it differently, and that changes up the timing. And if you've never had that kind of timing before, it just absolutely you know it's mind boggling. You have thirty minutes or or. 40 minutes, 45 minutes to figure it out. And that's kind of the hard part of it. We seem to have lost one, right? No. I got him. I got I'm him right here. There we I'm go. <laughs> My battery's going. We Sorry, I thought man. that happened. And you always had such a good battery in the ring as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ever ready um, will never last. Where, where were we? We were because let's okay. We were talking about the, the great sea fort. We try and cover as many as we can within the kind of hour slot. Um Eusebio Pedroza fouled you 50 times, they say. I was when they, just when about they, to say that. Were you about well, to say that? Well, that it was, was really it was really 59 times. Yeah. <laughs> I you actually had damage to your groin, right? You actually so you've been groin or injury afterwards, yes? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about that fight. That fight, you know, it was in Atlantic City. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And the rules were no substance like um, ammonia and, you know, mm-hmm. sauce or sauce, anything, yeah. whatever. And he, they broke all those laws. So when I took them, when I took it to, to a hearing with the commissioner of... Um, of New Jersey uh, was Larry Jersey, Hazard, Jersey Joe Walker. Oh, Joe, Joe. Jersey right? Joe. Yep, Jersey Joe. So we we took him to we took it a court or whatever, and the fight was in Atlantic City. So Jersey Joe and seven other states reversed the decision. Really? So in, in reality, I won the fight. Right. But. The WBA never wanted to give up the title. Then they, they didn't give it. Yeah, they didn't give me the belt or recognize me as a winner because it was from Panama. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So I, mean, I was going to continue with that, but I I say, look, I know my heart. I won that fight. He cheated really, really bad. Yeah. He hurt my. He hurt me. He hit. Yeah. He, he hit me in my my kidneys. He hit yes. me in the mouth. You know what? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it really took a lot of steam off of me. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. 15 rounds to be fighting like that from the yeah. beginning of yeah. the fight, it was very, very, very. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody else would have done that. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely getting hit with shots like that absolutely throws one. Yeah, I mean, even they, they were hard. They were yeah. hard. Yeah, they and hard. it really takes it's away your focus. And your purpose, right? Because you're trying to yeah. fight. You're trying no, to fight but then they had a crook. Then they had a crook referee that got into the Hall of Fame, Guy Dutra. Yeah. And he was helping Pedroza because every time he was supposed to give me five minutes yeah. and a low blow. Yeah. Yeah. He took points. He we took still be there three now. Three points. Well, this is this is why we have such. A, this is why I have such a problem today accepting the. Uh, the Usyk, um, when he fought the kid from England, there, you guys, Dubois, Dubois, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like one low blow, and it wasn't even necessarily low. And I'm looking at like you took like 59 or unanswered low blows. It was yeah. crazy. So, at what point did you say? Did you never say to yourself, "I'm going to get like"? It's not a part of your nature to say, "I'm going to get him back for that." Like, I'm going to hit him dirty. No, because every time I, I hit him with the right hand, I hurt him. Yeah. So I, I thought I was going to drop him or something, you know, yeah. uh-huh. during the fight because I had him hurt really early on the fight, yeah. which uh-huh. is stupid. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, no, I, I hit him low once. Yeah. Okay. But um, then I was scared of hitting him low again because they will stop the fight and give it to him anyway. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. worried about getting disqualified if he retaliated. I remember reading that in an interview. Right. So do you think yeah. it, do you think, one, do you think it's your personality? It's your, it's your, it's innate in you, like you're just not that kind of individual who would sink to those kind of depths to do that kind of stuff to win. Or do you think it's something like you're somebody in your corner has to tell you to do? Or do you think like if someone continues to foul you that you just you automatically bring it back or you your no, nature is definitely, your nature is to keep it clean? Definitely I was told by Gil Clancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, to hit him back low. 
Yeah. If he hits you low, hit him low. If he hits you low, hit him on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> when he hits you low, hit him in the chin because he dropped his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hell, is it's easy to save from out there. But when yeah. you get hit down there, yes, it's not, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not yeah, the same. No, absolutely not. Wow. Tell, oh, tell me a little bit more about the uh, the um. I want to because it's such so big in my mind because I mean that was the first time I saw you fight and that was the Lockridge fight. And I can't get I, like it was just such a clean ten count, and it even to this day it's still rarity in boxing really to see that kind of you know the referee complete the count and then wave it over and it was just like that. What went through your mind like at that point, like the elation in your mind? Is there any way you can describe that? Like you knew riches uh, were. Uh, I, could, I could describe it because I worked on that for for that for that fight. I worked on that combination that I that I, I was throwing because okay. I I know the way that he comes in. Yeah. Ducks down like this to the overhand right. And yes, he could yes. punch. He yes, could. yeah. Getting a little bit of a signal there. So. There we go. I that because I, I used to see the way he used to drop the right hand. Yeah. So what I did was I, I flipped up to my left and and touch him with the with the hook and then yeah. I just bring that right hand that he he was coming into yeah. so he ate the whole right hand yeah. I felt it I know he wasn't up. they could have come yeah. to 20 and he wasn't yeah. going to get up so. <laughs> wow what yeah. did you find um most difficult with McGregor because of all the fighters you fought I thought that that he wasn't quite on your level I thought he beated old Pedroza you know, he like you right. thought the great greats. I never felt Baron McGuigan was a great great. I thought he was a very good fighter, but not it's that level that you fought at. Right. Well, McGuigan, what what was his strength was that he he had, he, he was in good shape, and he used to throw a lot of punches. You see, he yeah. was a busy, busy, busy guy, and he used to get under you, you know, and and and, and work out busy. Um, he was strong, but I mean, in, in boxing techniques, it wasn't that much. Yeah. All he did just just punch, and and you're there. You, he's gonna hit you. Yeah. So, um, but Barry, but well, you know, he was good because he's a tough guy. He was a tough yeah. guy. That's it. He was in great yeah. shape. He always brought a real yeah. fight. What fight yeah. or rematch that you wanted? That never happened. Was there a fight? I wanted all of them. <laughs> I wanted yeah. all of them. They, they don't want nothing from me. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even Kastazu. I, yeah. I even told Kastazu, wow. I only trained for you 11 days, and, and, and you're 160 pounds, and I'm 140, yeah. okay? Yeah. And I went the distance with you with no shape. I want to fight you in good shape. I'm going to get in good shape. He said, no. No, we already fought. I don't want no, I don't want no part of you. Did he wait all in the ring inside the ring? No, why did you? No, no, he did. He weighed about one sixty. I was like one forty six. Yeah, but what, what did he? What did he weigh in at though? He weighed in at one forty, but that was the day before. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think he put twenty yeah. pounds on her? So like, oh hell yeah, he so, did. He, he was like this. I said, Griffith, this is not the same guy. <laughs> 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 he said, so one, he said, Tony. 
Yes, he is, Tony. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, shit. <laughs> why, why do you think you had so many fights at, at such short notice when you were such a high-profile fighter? Why, was okay. it bad management? It was bad management because of my trainers and my manager. They, yeah. they, uh, you know, I, they were something else. Howie Albert tried to do his thing, but Howie Albert, Howie Albert had his tricks, and he did those tricks with Emil Griffith, too. And he was just about the money. You understand? Yeah. He should have been. He should have been protecting me instead yeah. of trying to get you know good money for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I what, didn't get it. <laughs> what, what really? It doesn't sadden me because real guys know the real fight guys know. But when you look at your legacy, and you look at Chavez's legacy. Chavez right. has got this huge legacy, like, and yet the fight oh was there was a fraction of a her line, and I actually thought you won it. So, yeah, it amazes me that you know that how can you, you not? I mean, you are respected by the boys who know, but on a, on a world public, so so much less of regard than Chavez, and yet anyone who knows boxing knows. <clears throat> it was too close to call, and I know Chavez certainly didn't want any more of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I asked him. I I asked him, to, you know, for a rematch, and I said I even do it in Mexico. They yeah. they never they always said no. I asked him uh, two years, almost uh, a year and a half ago. I got in good shape, and I wanted to do an exhibition with him. They he yeah. said no. Yeah. And um, so so I just stopped training and, and and you know just forgotten about boxing that's it i i you know that was it what was your turning point one when, when was the part when you said i'm not as hungry you didn't admit it i'm sure but what part of you when you look back in retrospect what part of you says this is where i wasn't what i once was okay i when what? when i um when i came back you know, I was old already. I was like 39 years old or something like that. Yeah. And I did I did the fight with Billy Costello. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, I don't know you, if you saw that fight. But I, Billy Costello was 175 pounds. Oof. Okay? Damn, and um, I was like 152 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I said, forget it. Come on. Well, I'm going to fight him anyway. <laughs> so I, I had seen that... Um, I, I heard him a couple of times. I said, let me slow down because I don't want to knock him out. Let, yeah. Let's carry the fight to 10 rounds. Yeah. And that way I could get a little shape and, yeah. and you know, and get more of the boxing. Yeah. So I carried him and then they gave him the fight. So I said, nah, yeah. I'm not fighting no more. That's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. But, but, but yeah. okay, I get that. So that's when you, that's when you said you're not going to do it anymore. But, when did you realize that you may not, that you weren't doing it the same way as you used to? Like you weren't firing well, the same way you, you used to fire. Yeah, you know, I mean, once you you, you pass 35 years old in boxing and, and you've done it for so long, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, that happens to you, and then there's a lot of things you think about is that you 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 are trying to get a shot in. And you already saw the, the the you know where you're gonna hit it and, and it won't come out. It won't He's work fine. the same way. So you know that delay it messes you up. Yeah. So you know that's when you 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 yeah. start calling it. And yeah. you know then I used to try to get in shape and do things, 
you know, if I take a fight, it's because, you know, sometimes financially and whatever. Yeah. And we used to do things, stupid things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's that's what the, the story is. That's, I think, and every fighter yes. that's done this, is, yeah. this is what, what we go through. Yeah. You, you talk about the financial side. And you said you said you didn't get the money you should have done during your career, and you didn't make a whole a whole load of life changing money. No, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of cuts in in between. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, the 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 trainer, the the manager, the manager had control of my everything, and that's yeah. where I did wrong. Yeah. He had control of everything. And so you put your trust in signed, him. He was he was signed two contracts, and give me the the the. <laughs> you know, the yeah. Lord. Oh man, never you know? know. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know about this, and yeah. this is how they used to get over on us. And, yes. and you know, you, you want to believe? You know if you don't believe it, you know how much I got for 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 um, Chavez. Gone. Thirty thirty-five thousand. Yeah, dollars to fight Chavez go. in nineteen eighty-six on the at Madison Square Garden. Thirty-five thousand. That's insane. I mean, it's that's, just that's wait, but we don't know about the other hundred. Yeah. What happened to the other hundred? Yeah. Well, Gary's you know. got a story, you know. One Gary boxed for a world title at the pinnacle of his career in 1991 against Chris Eubank, senior, uh, and Gary uh -huh. ended wound up with change, small change for the fight, and it was a big, big fight over here. So I'm sure he can sympathize with you at this particular point with that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Now this, these, these yeah, things yeah, happen yeah. because. We, Never got we, paid. we believe in people that we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 No one knows where the money went on mine. I never got paid. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was yeah. chasing all these different people and no one knew who had it. And then they just and I was in America and so the fight was in England. I had to go back to America and then I was trying to get in contact with people in England. Oh my God. And everyone just, everyone just vanished. And yeah. it was, yeah. And I was yeah, you don't find them. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. 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 And then I, and uh, I sat. My first, my first defense in Puerto Rico with um, Ruben Castillo. Yeah. Right. Wow. So yeah. the fight was said or whatever, and a week or a couple of days before the fight, Don King comes to me. Mm -hmm. He tells me, "Listen, um, he um, Castillo don't want to fight because he's not getting enough money. La la la. I have to cut you off a hundred thousand dollars." So I could give it to Ruben Castillo. Yeah. The fight, you train all these months, and you want to fight because yeah. I wanted to fight. Of course. And um, I said, okay, give it to him, you know? Mm -hmm. So what happened? That yeah. never happened. Yeah. He never gave him the $100,000. Still never that got the money. Yeah. That, that was his story. Yeah. And, we, and, and I believed it. Well, the thing and was, I, go, I, I go to him to ask him for the money, and what he does. He laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is old. Yeah, yeah. It is old game to them. Yep. Yeah. Laugh. We've all heard it. I think the biggest problem for fighters is, and it's we're the first generation like earning that kind of money generally, right? And we don't know our own value, and we don't know how to like to take our value and put it onto the table with managers, promoters, and and. Um, and protect ourselves and get what we deserve. So we're always like, we're always the first ones through and the first ones through are the, they're not able to, they're able to do all the bushwhacking and get to the treasure, right? 
but you don't know how to get the treasure and bring it back out. It's the guys that come up behind you that get it and bring it back out. Your managers, your trainers, they do things that, I mean, yeah. what, what's the first thing fighters always used to say? Remember in the 70s, the 80s, even maybe even early 90s, and Floyd and Sugar Ray Leonard really changed that. And fighters would always say, uh, well, what, or the, the person interviewing would say, well, what are you going to do next? What's it? Well, if it's okay, you know, we'll talk with my management and if my management likes it and they'll do the talking for me. They do that. I'll do the fighting. And that's the worst way to approach it because you can't trust anybody. Would you remember Sugar Ray Robinson when, when, when Jim, James D. Norris, who was the head of the IBC International Boxing Club, that were notorious in the 1950s, 40s and 50s. And he said, what are your plans, Ray? Because he was acting as the kind of interviewer and presenter as well as the, the racketeer. And he said, what are your plans next, Ray? And he said, well, I'm asking Jim Norris, what are my plans? Which is basically the way <laughs> it was that then. Yeah, yeah. And, and fighters just don't have any say in, in their money, in the money of the fight, what the fight's worth, how much you're going to get, none of that. And all of a sudden, you just get what you get. And then, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've been duped for the, uh, you know, Training camp fees and the whole thing is just is just sickening. But you know uh, what the funny thing you, is, you know that's why he fought everybody in the air of crazy. <laughs> they, they take they they take so much money. I mean, the lawyers and everything yes. that we had. Oh, you man. know, I mean, I got I I forgot how much um sixty or ninety thousand dollars of expenses, right? Yeah. For for one of the fights, I I. I think it was the the Gomez fight or something like that. Yeah. And um, Howie Albert charged me for his son was the lawyer. He charged me like thirty thousand or something like that for I mean, some, you know. So yeah. he, yeah. he he just wrote a couple yeah. of pages, you know, yeah. and whatever for the yeah. for the hearing. Yeah. And he took that kind of money, and then wow. He took all the expense money and said that we used it all. No, how, how a little featherweight is gonna is gonna <laughs> you know <laughs> use up ninety thousand dollars in, in a yeah. training camp for, for three months? Yeah, no, that's no, just, no, no, that's no, insanity. Yeah, and, the and places that we used to go, the places we used to go, we, they used to let us almost train for free. Yeah, because they wanted exposure. Exactly. You, you you go up to Kutcher's and and up to the place. You go up north. All of them hotels yeah. and everything. Yeah, in, in, in Florida and all that. Yeah, they, they give you those places so you exactly. can bring people in. Yeah, they love it. They love to have the people but come they, in. They, watch they, the they think they think, you know, they go in their pocket, they make a check and and whatever. Yeah, and then they say, look, this is what it was, and they show you that yeah, you know that yeah. he. Supposed yep. to be paid, but he, yeah. he, he didn't. They, they don't you know, pay him. Yeah. Did you never want to go into training yourself? So many fighters don't turn their their knowledge. And Listen, their when I when I did it, when yeah. I did it for my own, right? Yeah, I, I got I got cheated all the time. And that's when I fought a couple of guys. Like, um, who was it? Um, that's a kid from Rochester. Um, is a uh, what was Rookie it? One hundred forty-five. Rookie what Hatton? was his name? Rookie no, 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 no. He was from Rochester, New York. Oh, 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 Manchester. Sorry. sorry. Um, oh, what are we talking kid, about? The tall kid. Um, the anyway, kid. but there, there was there was there was others like um, Zach Padilla. I fought him, you know, where I, I myself, you know, got yeah. into the deal, whatever. Um, and I left the the train the manager that I had. Um, uh, his name was. Henry Foster, 
and um, I did it on my own. But they took the money and gave it to to Foster. You understand? And then yeah. I had to get mine. Yeah. Uh, Why? Well, how do you keep so, such a good attitude? How do you keep such a good attitude when you like you laugh at it all? every time it, you get fucked? You laugh, and it's not. You know. You know. Because there's nothing, there's nothing we can do now. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, so dude. we just—I I just gotta laugh about it and and just tell the story if it has to be told. That's it. Because you're a happy man today, right? After all the trials and tribulations, you're a happy. Well, not guy. with my wife. Not no, with no. my wife. I'm not happy. She beats me up all the time. I can see her in the background. I can see she's obviously got some love over this kind of dynamic. Yeah. How many yeah. children do you have? One. I got a whole bunch. Oh man, in different parts of the world. Nah. Uh, no, 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 no. I got you reading all the book. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. One. What was your I'm nickname? A... Tony. That was your nickname, like your fight nickname that you'd be introduced. No, 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 no. People used to call me Tony in the street. Yeah. And and other uh, the other my other friends, they they used to call me Sapo. Sapo. You know what Sapo? No, you know Sapo? Froggy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call me Froggy. <laughs> All right. Charles, Charles Murray. Yeah, they Charles said, the natural no. Murray. The natural. Oh, yeah, the Charles. Natural yeah, Charles Murray. Murray. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so, um, they, they were saying he was a throwback, that kid. Was that? They were saying he was a throwback, like a throwback to the Sugar Ray Robinson days era kind of thing. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was. He was. He was long reach. You know, he was yeah. tall. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, yeah, I started getting to him at the end of the fight too, in the body. Yeah. I start. I started hurting him in the body, but he had all those rounds. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you got those young legs and, and you have. Uh, yeah an older temperament, you know what I mean? Even if physically you feel good, it's the fact that you've been in the ring and you've done that many rounds that just, it just doesn't feel good after a while. You yeah. can't, you, I mean, you can't make yourself young again, no matter how hard and how good you train and all the rest of that kind of stuff. When you get into the ring, if you have that, if you have pug time, you know what I mean? If you just put a lot of mileage in as a boxer and put mileage on your body, you just don't, you lose the ability to turn it on. It's so incredibly, it's strange. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, to... you always, you know, a fighter, no matter how old, no matter what, they still think they could have that trigger. You yeah. understand? Yes. And that's why these guys go back into boxing and yeah. they get all messed up. If yeah. they don't get messed up, they really look stupid, you yeah. know. Yeah, so yeah. No, you're absolutely rather, right. You know. Yeah. If if you want to keep it as a joke, so then yeah. we go do an exhibition. We do a yeah, joke yeah. exhibition, make money. But that yeah. that was it, you know. So let me ask you again. What? Um. Oh my God, I lost that question. I saw a question about Jake Rodriguez coming in. Yeah. yeah. Totally distracted me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's yeah, what Jake, Jake Rodriguez beat beat. Um. That kid um from Rochester. What's natural the Charles Murray. The natural, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were big but, on him. ESPN was yeah. huge on the natural. And uh and mm -hmm. he burned out against uh I forget who it was. Was it Jake? Uh, yeah. I believe so. But the um, natural, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Jake because um, Hector Roca, Hector Roca also used to train him. Do you remember now you Juan, you used to go to the you used to train at the Gleason's on what was it, Seventh yeah. Avenue, right? Wow. Yeah, that that was yeah, way back. Yeah. 
That was like in the that was in the eighties because I remember being that's where that, that's where that's where I first met Duran when I was a little kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. That, I remember, that was his gym. Yeah, because that was uh, Ira Beckel and Bruce Silverglade. Right. And, no, but there was there was some other people before. Oh, it before was Bobby Bob, Bobby Gleason. And, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that was the Cut Man. The Cut oh. Man they used to work with Duran. What's his name? I, I forgot his name. Al Gavin? Yeah. No, huh? not Al Gavin. No, 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 no. He was a small old man with a he's like a pudgy nose. Yeah, he yeah. He was a fighter. Freddie yeah, Brown. He, he was Freddie Brown. Huh? Freddie Brown. Maybe, I don't think so. Maybe Freddie Brown. Yeah. Ray Ocell and Freddie Brown. Brown. Freddie Brown and Ray yeah. Ocell. They were the guys who worked with Durant. Yeah, they worked with yeah. Durant. Those are the one they, they used to work but, with. But they didn't have but they didn't have Gleason's gym though, Ben. Um, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm not saying they did, but it yeah, but that's what, that was the question he was asking. He wanted to know uh -huh. who yeah. had the gym. No, but, but he said it, the guy but, was a cut man for Roberta Duran. Well, that was Freddie with a squash nose. That sounds like Freddie Brown to me. Yeah, that's him, Freddie Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was before you came, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you came to New York. Six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we we had, we we had another gym that Gil Clancy okay. used to have. 28th Street. Okay. That was Solar Boxing Club. It was owned by by um, Gil Clancy, but Haran Mansanet was in charge. Oh, uh, okay. And that's um, where Griffith used to train. Haran I mean, said he's going to watch it. You know, Haran Manzaret used to train with Wilfred Benitez. He was part of Wilfred Benitez's team. And his son is on Facebook, and he said he's going to watch this show tonight. So I hope you're watching this, Haran Manzaret Jr., because oh, right, just got a right. neck check there from the champ. Yeah. Yeah, there's, he, there's a lot a lot of guys that would said they were gonna tune in and stuff. I thought they, they could call and ask questions, yeah. but I, yeah. I didn't know. But they actually can and we can and we can actually field a few questions. Maybe we should. Um before before we go there, what what's the the gyms are always so colorful. What kind of things surprise you in the have you seen like sparring that for instance, Wilfredo Benitez um, was knocked out in Gleason's. I forget when it was. He was training. He it was by Joe Banks and took a ten count. Okay. Have you seen any things like that happen in the gym surprising you that just you no know, you never thought would happen? It kind of up. Well, you know, in the in the in the early days when when I was you know amateur and stuff, we I used to knock out guys like that in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, with with headgear and everything, yeah, I said you 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 get scared because you see them just drop like that, and you know, hey, I'd rather but, come here. So, anyway, let me. Let, I'm gonna switch driving. I, I, I hold on. Okay. Okay. By the way, your boy Medina and Richful Thinking are watching. I think they're friends and fans of yours. One, they say they're in the house What's, here. Yeah, he they he's like, here yeah, watching. You have, Mike, you have to wait. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I didn't hear that question. Say it again. Your I'm just saying, Medina. a couple of guys, your guys are watching it here. They've got a guy called Your Boy Medina and somebody else called Richful Thinking. They say, we're here watching, Pops. See that? Oh, that's my son. That's my yeah, son. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, there um, and there, an yeah? And Angel, an angel, angel is my son. Right, what happened yeah. here? And you fixed that for him? And, and they never went, you never had him into boxing, huh? No, no, no. They um no. My my son Angel is he's the oldest now, and he had mm -hmm. he had asthma, 
So he, he didn't get into it. He got into bodybuilding and, you know, weights. Nice. nice. So he's staying healthy. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to, do you want to field some questions then? For we maybe some something because we'll get into the 55 minute mark now. So maybe we can finish. I think we should let Gary in with something and then maybe we'll take a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh. All right. I, I'm just, I'm just absolutely, uh, well, it's just really nice to see a man who's been through what he's been through and come out of it with his brains intact and yeah. a great attitude, and um, yeah. and 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 just it, it's just an inspiration to me. I just want to say you've been an inspiration to me for most of oh, my thank life. Thank you, appreciate it, and uh, and I truly appreciate not only your greatness in the ring but your greatness outside of it and your brilliant attitude, and you just say. You're, you're an inspiration to, you know, uh, the, the fight game should have many more like you. I'm just very well, well thank, thank you. I appreciate that. What yes. about Chavez? <laughs> Chavez. What about Chavez fight? Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> I still think my boy, <laughs> wanted, uh, not Chavez. Somebody was saying the other day, you know, Montel Griffin has always got these crazy opinionated views. Montel Griffin, right? And he said he thinks that Chavez is completely overrated, you know, and thinks he lost to one. Yeah, you know, he, he he is because, you know, they think of him as a god in in Mexico. You know, he's a, he's a legend. He's yeah. a legend in Mexico. And, um, you know, when I talk to some of the judges, you know, and I tell them, watch the fight, and you t come back to me and tell me. And yeah. they tell me, yes, uh, it's a t you know, tight fight, but I, I thought you won it. And, and you know, but Chavez knows that. So every time I go near Chavez, he walks away. So on a scale of 1 to 10, right, 10 being the best ability, where do you rate him on a scale of 1 to 10? I rate him like, I don't know. I don't know, eight, nine, you know, because you know yeah, what? Yeah. Salvador Sanchez was more, he, he was better than him. Yeah. You know, Chavez had a strong punch, power, good fights and everything. But Salvador Sanchez was amazing. You know, yeah. he, he threw a lot more punches than, than him. He had a way better jab. And, and I noticed in my fight when I was fighting him, when I used to stick the jab two or three times and push yeah. him back, he couldn't do much. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Every time the Chavez did something to me, it's because I let him because I hold yeah. back. Yeah. And and if you look at the fight in that way, you can see it. You Do know, you every really... time I hold back, that's when he punch. Yeah. Do you really believe the jab is the most important punch in boxing? What's that? Do you think the jab is the most important punch in boxing? Well, you know, that's your lead. That's mm -hmm. that's that's the one that takes you to to you know to get combinations in because you're blocking the guy's view and and, and uh, either you're hurting them or, or or you know you're bothering them or something and you know i i think it's one of the most important yeah definitely because it brings you back to you know to back to your position um after you throw a combination you jab and you get out you know so i think it is Mm -hmm. Quick question: Who who introduced you to boxing? Um, <laughs> Carlos Espada. How did it happen? And what is Carlos Espada? Carlos Espada. I was like fourteen. Okay. 
That's a lot And and all the things you know, I'm saying you're gonna you know find find out about this in this little book. But what happened was I used to fight in the streets and in school a lot. You understand? Yeah. I used to fight a lot in the streets, and I was a little freaking midget. And um, <laughs> but I didn't like to get. I didn't let nobody bully me or anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he saw me fighting and he sees me fighting in the streets and I used to fight with the cops and everything. It, it, it was crazy. But he said, he said, ah, you're tough in the street, but if I tell you to go boxing, you know, you, you're scared. Yeah. I said, I ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> I ain't scared yeah, of nobody. Yeah, yeah. So, so he takes me, I said, I'm going to take you to, to a gym on Saturday and you're going to, you know, to see if you fight. So he took me to um, uh, 112th Street in the east side, east side. and it was uh, like a is that Mickey and Negra's uh, place. No, no, not that one. It, it was like a um, what they call it, and YMCA things or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. it was like one of those that had a gym in there, in in 112th Street in the east side. And, and First um, Avenue, right? First Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah. was uh, Mickey and Negra. Anyway, so here. what happened? He takes me there. I, I, I go, get on the scale. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I got on the scale, 112 pounds, and there was a kid named Jimmy Cruz. Jimmy Cruz was an Olympic champion, a little kid. He was a, a junior Olympic champion. And when he said, well, you're going to fight him, I said, okay. So when his father, Jimmy's father, came and asked the trainer, um, how many fights he has? He says, none. And he said, no, nah, my son can't fight him. He has to, you know, I'm, I'm in fights my son has. He's a champ, whatever, no. So they picked another guy, skinny guy. And, and I lost the decision, and I wanted the, the, <laughs> I wanted the watch because they were giving a watch and a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> So it was the prize. The winner, the the winner gets the watch. Yeah. So the winner gets the watch, and I wanted the watch, and, and I didn't get it. So I want to fight him the next week. So I, I worked out, and I was ready for him, and the guy didn't show up. So I fought another guy that was way better than him, and, and I knocked him out. Okay. So, yeah, because but, I trained, so I knocked him out. I learned something. We got someone on here, by the way. Who says that Barry McGuigan's cousin? He says I'm such a big fan of one. I talk to Barry every day, so that's interesting. That's, that's Todd, uh, Todd Minder, right? Glasgow. Well, you tell him I say. You tell him I say hello with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, please. No, I tried. He hates well, my yeah. right hand. <laughs> <laughs> we should reach Barry out to him said... and, and <laughs> we should follow up with a Barry McGuigan interview. So I've got to tell you something about that. If you want to go there, so. Barry McGuigan blocked me on Twitter after I did an interview with Juan back in 2020, I believe it was. Um, Wait, because what, did I you, mentioned, what did you say? You obviously did something to get his ire. It's, I'm going, the only thing I can imagine it was, I said to Juan, <laughs> some people said there was pressure on you in Belfast not to go too mad and not to throw too many punches and to go a little easy. That's rumours over the years. I think, listen, I think Barry beat Juan fair and square. That's, that, I, I, I wouldn't say he didn't. But Juan said, well, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. I think Barry is a sensitive guy. Gary Stretch knows this as well. And uh, he blocked me on Twitter shortly after I did the interview with Wendell Laporte. So I don't know if it was that, but that's the only thing I can think of. 
Did you tell him about the right hand? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask him about the right hand? <laughs> I remember on the Eubanks fight and uh, and I just thought he was a fucking sellout. Yes, because if you watch the Eubanks fight when I fought for the championship, every judge had me ahead. Jim Watt, who was commentating for BBC, had me way ahead. Michael Watson had me ahead. And McGuigan had me like a beat every round. And it was just because he was the No, dude, I lost these guys now again. Jesus. No, you got us. No, no you got us. One. We're right here. Do you hear us? It's a little oh, dark on your side. This is the way, but this is the elements of We're not as slick as talk sport, but we have much better fucking guests, I'll tell you that. Hey, 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 with the, uh, with this fucking plastic thing on. Yeah, I messed up with that What does, uh, and I think it'd be better to turn him off. Yeah, I think there's obviously an issue here. So, sorry. Yeah. He lost them. Okay. He's not going to get back. Okay. Wine was obviously having some technical issues there, and he's always yeah. given us an hour of his time, which is wonderful anyway. Is you find this amusing, Silk? <laughs> I wonder why you turned him off. What, what did you understand that I missed? Was no, but you know, if he's having some issues and uh, he, he 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 gets frustrated, I don't know. Jerry said we should probably turn him off because it was just a banging. And, um, yeah, like so. you should have turned me off a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if anybody knows how to turn somebody off, it's Ben. <coughs> hey, Ben. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> to pull the plug on him. Uh, you didn't pull the plug on me next time. But. Listen, guys. By the way, Cloudminder, I'm assuming that's an alias rather than a, a given name, um, says one was sponsored by Sesson. Well, I love the the emblem. I did as well. That was very nostalgic, that Sesson. Yeah. Matthew Sar Mohammed, you wear Matthew it. Matthew Mohammed, that's right. Well, it was such a great brand, yeah. But, yeah. but um, listen, guys. It was, it was Sassoon. It's Sesson. It, 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 it's not Sassoon. It's Sesson. Oh, yeah. So what about Vidal? Vidal Sassoon is what? What are you asking me about hair products for? What you you assume I'm gonna be an expert? No, he wasn't. He, well, I, you should be. Yeah, man. <laughs> but but Vidal Sassoon. It's like asking you about fucking spectacles. Vidal like, Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> spectacles. Spectacles aren't they things? Aren't they when people make a spectacle of themselves? You saying? Yeah, we've had that happen a few times too. We've got everything on this show. Um, it's, um, have you noticed a few people have backed me up today? It was a Porsche. It is Sasson, not Sassoon. The, the fans know. The people know, Michael. Listen, guys, let's try. Let's not just descend into um into complete utter banter if we can help it. Um, not that that isn't part of you know a feature of the show and part of our selling points. But if we don't get one Laporte back, um, because it's obviously things have gone a bit dark in Puerto Rico at that point and needs. Look like he was having problems, and I think it was a wonderful show. Um, great to get him on here. He looks and sounds great, doesn't he? And he does. He really does. And Ben, you are the banterweight title champion of the world. How about that? I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there comes a point when I try to be a little bit slick. I'm a contradiction, obviously, because you say you were just about to pull me up on the profanity I used then as well, <laughs> maybe because there was a lady present somewhere in the background. Yeah, I mean, that's what yeah. it was. 
Perhaps okay. it was ill-considered, but... No, no but you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. This is... Um, I mean, I love talking to Juan. It was, you know, we talked a little bit live in person and, you know, as a young fighter and you see guys like him coming up and all of a sudden you see him in whatever aspect, wherever you are, it's just, man, they just bring back like great history. Memories, yeah. yeah that just was like great time in boxing with him, you know? Yeah. And yeah. such an amazing fighter with like, you knew you are going to get a hundred percent Yes. You knew he was like, what a chin. Yeah. yeah. I think he got stopped once in what, 50, 40 fights or something? Uh, yeah. 50 odd fights. But um, fights. the thing is, I, like I messaged Ben a few nights ago as he said Juan was trying to contact Barry. I, I remember your message. Yes, I remember your message, Claudio. I remember the, the, the Facebook message. Yeah, because but Juan said he'd like to contact Barry. I'm not looking to make a huge issue about the fact, but, but Barry's obviously got the hump with me about something a couple of years ago, yeah. and it seemed to happen coincidentally. After well, I how about months. this? How about this? He comes on the show, he ignores you, and he talks to Gary and I. Yeah. I well, how about this? How about you guys just don't let me get a word in edgewise? Just keep coming in. And talking over each other. Oh, I just won't get in there. Then he hopefully he won't notice me. <laughs> oh, Will you, that work? You, you would how say, how about if he didn't have a cob on? That's for sure. So again? I said, how about he doesn't talk to Benny, doesn't talk to us? Because it's a three-man show. and We don't all do it. We don't do it. No. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but I mean, all for one and one for all. What are we, the three musketeers? I we are indeed. That, that, that tagline's already been yeah, taken I don't run with the herd and hunt with the hound. So, yeah. I mean, speaking to Barry McGuigan would be amazing. I'm willing to mute Ben for. Do you know what? We, it, it, it would have been so possible. I used to talk to Barry all the time. I'd see him in the gym. I had a fight to sparring with Luke Campbell for a while back in 2018. I would see him at the gym. They've got him Wandsworth, him and his son Shane, yeah. who trains a lot of top fighters today. Um, and uh, it would have been easy to have got Barry before, but he, I, I looked for him on Twitter after I interviewed Juan, and and I because I was going to say Juan would like to get in touch with you, and it said Clones Cyclone has blocked you, and I said I don't know why. It was there's two things that were going on at the time. One was the MTK thing when he spoke against MTK on BBC television, and the other one was I just done an interview with Juan Laporte. It had to be one of them things. It was either my friendship with Billy Joe Saunders yeah. or, or or the other thing. I don't so know. so don't so don't you want to find out? I do, but I've not seen him since. And if I see him, I'll say, all right, Barry. Well, I've never asked anybody why they blocked me on social media ever, but I'd make an exception for him. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Huh. Well. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe that's something we need to do. We need to get in touch. Gary and I will talk to him, and if he allows an ed a word in edgewise, we could let it happen. Hey, I okay. mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. I I don't understand why he wouldn't talk. You could talk to him about Vida Sassoon. We could. That, that's what I like. We've got endless scope with this show. That's well, you know what? Julian McGowan just said an amazing thing. Cyclone, Silk, and Stretch. You still keep the S in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still keep the S, even though it's the C, yeah. <laughs> At least just, just for that one show. Julian's been 
put in some great questions in actually yeah, that yeah. we didn't get to, but very smart and uh, some really interesting questions. We Julian is a great boxing trainer, Gary. Uh, he trained a, he trained a guy called Gary Sykes, who was British super featherweight champion, and he um, he's a, he's one of the top boxing minds I know alongside. Yeah, Michael I love his questions. And I love his comments and. Um, you made some great things. I did comment because you guys were in the middle of conversations and uh, I didn't yeah. want to, yeah, you know, yeah. stop. You know what, ben, when Ben starts, he can't get a word in edgewise. Yeah, so you're nicking my lines now, even. <laughs> you take it. That's my phrase. That's my way of describing it. You need to find your own. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that to Gary or me? No, no, you, you, because you talk a word in edgewise. I've already air, called right? that one. <laughs> we're, still, we're still on air, right? We are still on air. Like I, think, I say, I think, I think, um, I think our boy's in for the night with a cup of tea yeah. and a beer now. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, unfortunately. Bye, one. So, it was nice knowing you. It was. I'm going to say next to him. It was a great, a great interview. It was. Um, cheers, guys. That was another good show. Uh, just before I go, uh, it was kind of cool being at the press conferences this week. I went to the Fury Usyk press conference. I went to the uh, the Day of Reckoning press conference and got the interview with Big Baby Miller, you know. Um, oh, you I think did talk Steph to him, huh? Huh? You talked to him. What, Big Baby Miller? Yeah, who's yeah. her? Yeah, have you not seen it? You know, if you can her, you can hear. Did you not hear my question? I talked to him, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what happened? I, I don't know what you're on about, so here comes one of the again. One second. One second. Um, okay, he's back so we can say goodbye. Hey. All right, guys. I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but every time I move the phone, something happens. That's okay. It's cool, champ. Listen, we're, it's cool. To, it's cool that you come back so we can bring a proper close to this. But thanks so much for giving us so much time uh, today. Um, I think well, I speak for all of us. You know, when I say you just just such a legendary fighter and such a good guy and such. Um, I mean, I would never dreamed of this when I was a kid. I was I was four, 12 years old when you won the WBC Super Featherweight title. And this, to me, is living in a dream every day. So thanks for making it happen. Yeah. And when uh, do you get back to New York? Well, thank, thank it's been a great uh, talk. And like I said, whenever you guys want to call me or whatever, get my number, uh, I, I like your day and you and whatever. <laughs> and just just call me, man. You you, you yeah, guys bro, got bro, me bro. on Facebook. Just, sure. just get in contact with me. When you want to talk to me, all right? A lot of things. We got a couple of Rico. Oh, yeah, man, we want to go to Puerto Rico, don't we, Silk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you might know my my ex-wife, Juan. Yeah. All right. My ex-wife my, my ex was Rosalind Sanchez. She's a Puerto Rican what? actress. Rosalind Sanchez. Yeah. All right. Did you did you see how quickly Ben switched from English to French when when Juan invited me to Puerto Rico? He said we oui. all of a sudden he's speaking French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's I go to C, right? C. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ben, when Yo, you, whenever, Juan, you come, come. You gotta... yeah, we want to come. We want to come. Yeah, love sure. to. Yeah, show Talk us everything, man. And, and, and come down and have a good time with the kids, you know, show them, th show them yeah. things, you know, whatever. You know, they love that. Oh. Beautiful. So, Let's make it happen, I promise yeah. you. And when you come to New York, let me take you to dinner, man. Next time you're in New York, let me know. 
But one of the fans is not right. letting us out of this. Someone just said, ask Juan about the last round of the Barry McGuigan fight, please. Was he staggered with 30 seconds left? He's asking if you were staggered, Juan. No. Never. 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 I saw it last night. Because if he if he would have saw if he would have saw that I was staggering any time, he could have took advantage of it. But it never yeah. happened. You know? <laughs> On that note. Juan, thank you very much again. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon, champ. And I would love to go to Puerto Rico at some point. Thank you. Thank you so much, Juan. Great talking, guys. Thanks, right. everybody involved. Thanks for watching. Be lucky. Keep punching. Be safe. safe. Ciao. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.